0: Hi everybody, with the kind permission of ESPNFC, I get to read you every week what I've written for that fine um, establishment. And in this instance, I chose to write about a side that I hope you're aware of, Rayo Vallecano, um, one of the Madrid-based sides. A rebel club um, presided over by somebody for whom I've got very little respect, for whom The Rio fans have got very little respect. Uh, uh, A pretty right-wing president. And we've got a fan base at Rio Vallecano who are rebels, buccaneers, anarchists, who, when a a politician from the ugly, deeply ugly right-wing Vox party visited the club, a big group of fans dressed themselves up in hazmat suits and went through a stage disinfectation of the stadium... It's the club where not that long ago, the coach took players to visit prisons in order to share um, aspirational talks, educational talks with inmates to try and convince them that there was a future outside delinquency or crime. It's a club whereby there's not a lot of, not all the toilets are running water, where There's a state of permanent construction and there's only three sides to the stadium at the moment. It's in a neighborhood which is famously working class, spiky. It's got a huge identity. And they've been something of a yo-yo club recently, but at the moment, they're really cleverly managed by Antoni Iraola, more of him in a minute. And they're playing a brand of football, which given their resources, particularly, I find hugely entertaining to watch. It's eminently successful given that they're sitting up there, sniffing away at the, at the European places. And for a side that was promoted via the playoffs, that's deeply unusual. At any rate, here's what I wrote and what you can find if you go to ESPNFC. The immediate future of La Liga's clubs in the Champions League, over the next 48 hours at least has more permutations than your poor hapless lottery numbers face every time they go into the draw and then ultimately fail to make you a multimillionaire. Still, it's feasible that by late Wednesday a country which barged muscularly into this season's competition with an armada of five clubs is down to one miserly survivor. It would be an unprecedented calamity. Simply qualifying five clubs for the greatest ever football competition is a rarity. Only the three highest-ranked UEFA nations of late Spain, England, Germany get to send their top four league finishers directly into the massively lucrative Champions League group stage. In order to get a precious fifth in, you need to have a joker team. One which is good enough to win the Europa League and thus gain that precious extra slot in Europe's top club competition. But it isn't quite powerful enough to finish in the top four of their own league. An oddity. Only Spain and England have managed to win the Europa League since it gifted automatic qualification to the Big Brother tournament. But generally, the side that does so, Atletico, Madrid, Chelsea, Sevilla, is also logically sufficiently resourceful to finish in the top four domestically too. The outliers have been Villarreal this season, Manchester United and once, Sevilla. Yeah, look, okay, before any La Liga fanatics descend into an apoplectic rage. There's an alternative vista, although it's unlikely, where with Madrid already sure to go through, Los Blancos are joined by Sevilla, Atleti, Villarreal and even (laughs) Barcelona. I'd love to know the odds being quoted for that happening, although one thing's certain, they should be fiendishly big. One reason why La Liga's performance in the Champions League is drooping six wins for Madrid and Barcelona in the eight finals between 2011 and 2018 but no wins or even finalists since, is that a group of the other elite clubs in Europe have eagerly recognised and adopted a hybrid brand of football which is beyond the best in Spain right now. Over the past three or four seasons, most of La Liga's finest have tended to play slower, more precise and more strategic football. Equally, they tend to lack either the means to ferociously press and dominate like Liverpool, Chelsea, Bayern, Paris Saint-Germain or Juventus at their best or alternatively to blitz athletically up and down the pitch in waves of counter only then to spring back into place like they were on the end of an imaginary bungee cord. Here we're, we're talking in broad-brush description but the trend has been that the best in Spain over the past handful of seasons do not possess the same intensity, the same ferocity, the same repetitive and highly drilled automatismos, automatic actions, as their peers in England, Germany, France and even Italy. Nor, crucially, do most of Spain's top teams have the scintillating ball players who characterise their previous 15 years of dominance those talents allowing their teams, including the national side, to counter ultra-athleticism, height and power with total control of possession. Madrid are exceptions, although this column isn't really about them. Not only have they qualified and need only fight for top spot in their group with Inter Milan, they counter-attack with beautiful, lightning, synchronised speed which might not be unusual in the Bundesliga or England, but is certainly a massive strength for them in Spain, and now an automatic need in the Champions League. They haven't fallen as far behind in the trend of how the rest of Europe's big boys want to play as their La Liga cohorts. And also, let their midfield have time on the ball, as Liverpool discovered last season, and Messrs. Luka Modric, Casemiro and Toni Kroos can still make you miserable. With the ball, they can still dominate you the old way. None of this is to slander Sevilla, Aletti, or Villarreal, all of whom have recently won the Europa League. The hard fact for them as clubs and for their fans is that each of them is managed by a guy with conservative footballing values. Diego Simeone, Unai Emery and Julian Lopetegui are all coaches who are open-minded about their teams playing to entertain, but are certainly not outright committed to the concept. Those three guys see not losing at any cost as far more natural, far more important than going all out for victory. Their teams are hard to beat, but they don't usually play equivalent sides off the pitch with urgent, high pressing, physically and athletically dominant wave after wave of high tempo football. Look at their tactics, their pitch positions, their substitutions, and how narrow their score lines usually are. All of this is across a long enough period to get a firm impression But then the analysis becomes obvious. Simeone, Emery and Lopetegui are all hugely successful, well-paid, highly experienced and extremely clever in how they understand, plan and propose football. You wouldn't bet aggressively against one or other of them lifting the Europa League trophy in Seville next May. But none of them right now, or indeed recently, is proposing the same sort of playing ethos which is taken for granted at Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea, PSG and Atlanta, or that was recently identifiable at Dortmund, Manchester United, Juventus and Inter Milan. It was inevitable that this breach was coming too. During the era when Spain, clubs and country dominated with a particular brand of technical, possession-dominated press-oriented football, Other top nations were bound to take the concepts, process them and add them to existing ideas about height, power, athleticism and stamina. Barcelona, for the purposes of this argument, need to be set aside. They're in the muck because they've been an indescribable mess in their football planning, spending and restocking for the last four or five years. All of which emphasises how interesting and impressive Rio Vallecano have been this season. Under the management of the former Athletic Club and New York City fullback Andoni Iraola, the modest, and that's a euphemism, Madrid-based club are perhaps Europe's shock side this season. Unbeaten at home, fifth in the table, victors over Barcelona, and only four points off second place. What stands out, however, is the way they play, as it's close to unique in La Liga. It's not as if Sevilla, Atleti and Villarreal play absolutely risk-free football, but they are populated by expensive, skilled, individually excellent star players. If any of those three teams attacked the Rayo way, not only would it be pretty sensational to watch, but they'd be far more in line with the general trends amongst the top sides in the Bundesliga, Premier League, Ligue 1 and Serie A. Have you watched Rio much this season? It's both rewarding and exhilarating. Iraola still cares about team shape, about defending well and keeping clean sheets. But Rayo's two full-backs and their four attacking players, usually Ivan Baliu and Fran Garcia as the wide defenders, plus Alvaro Garcia, Isi Palazón and Oscar Trejo, behind either Sergio Guardiola, Randy Inteca, or the great Radamel El Tigre Falcao, well, they're all told that to attack their opposite numbers as often as possible and with as much pace and trickery as they can muster. The thrill of the one-on-one duel. It probably helps that growing up, Michael Laudrup was Eraola's favourite player. You really can't adore the Great Dane and not want your team to play daring, attacking, front foot football as well. Ryo's current philosophy is low concept, but highly effective. It's buccaneering to watch, and the players are clearly loving the liberty they're given to attack and try and beat the opponent nearest to them. Above the din of Rayo's radical, noisy, loyal, disbelieving, anarchic and lovable fans, you can hear the click of a football philosophy slotting perfectly into place with the capacity and appetite of just about every player in Iraola's squad. Rayo's budget being what it is, they spent less than €5 million total last summer, there aren't many obviously Champions League quality players in their squad, or at least that's how it looked when they were promoted in the summer. But they keep moving ominously near the qualification positions for that tournament. And it's far, far easier to recognise the type of philosophy which Liverpool, Chelsea and Atalanta have in Rayo's performances pound for pound than in those of Sevilla, Atleti and Villarreal. Iraola told El Mundo recently, football has fundamentally changed in terms of physical preparation. You and your rivals have studied each other so much that there can be no longer any weak links. You can't afford to have defenders who only defend because you must initiate the play while your opponent attempts to squeeze you and find weaknesses. That's made the player prototype change. Everyone must be more complete. Compared to a few years ago, everything on the pitch happens much faster and footballers must be better prepared physically. Those who are only good with the ball will have a difficult time surviving because the coaches are demanding more and more of them. At the European level, these types of teams, Chelsea, Liverpool, Bayern, already dominate. They stand out from the rest because in addition to being technically very good, they all run and all work. So, there you have it. Wisdom, realism and clarity from somebody whose club is humble, but a man from whom I'm arguing Emery, Simeone, Lopetegui and perhaps even Chabby stand to learn important truths which Spain's Champions League performances this season suggest have been forgotten or ignored for far too long. Thanks for listening.